Well, good morning. Happy, happy Friday. Happy Monday. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Happy Hanukkah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is Joy Kitanga Dash Devil. And you are on Voice in Print, where we ignite our faith, strengthen our prayer life, deepen our love for God, and our goal, we want to develop our Christian faith to walk with confidence and have an indomitable spirit. I am so glad you chose to be here and listen to this platform. You could have been listening to many other things, but you chose here. So for that, I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so very much. Listen, take your paper, take your note, because we are about to get into the word just right after this. Talk to you soon. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear friends. It is always a pleasure to be here in the presence of God with you, to share the word, to share my passion, my admiration for God's word. And I hope you get to enjoy every single episode, and I know you do by going over to the website, the following, the sharing, and your support through subscriptions of every episode or the platform. Listen, if you have been enjoying this, these episodes that I have been doing over the last few months, I want to ask you to continue sharing, to continue praying, to continue lifting up the saints and those that are lost because the goal we want to reach, we want the imprint of God's love to go reach to the farthest corner of this world. So I'm really grateful and appreciate of you who are subscribed and went and left a, uh, a survey on Spotify or on Apple or whatever platform that you are. You can also simply go to voiceimprint.com and follow through there on the, your computer, your phone, and also leave us a review. I am so grateful. Listen for your support every single day. Every single day, it gives me an inspiration, a reason to keep going, a reason to trust God with the process, <laughs> with the process. So today I want to talk to us. I want to share with you. This is to me. I'm talking to myself. Listen, this is, this is the word to me right now. And I hope you receive it graciously, graciously into your heart. I want to give a shout out to Melanie who shared with me recently, another of our listeners that she does listen to this episode into her gym time and uh, it's enough just a right right dose for her in the gym so may god bless you as you are working out woman of god and that uh, may you be strengthened in your journey i want to give a shout out to our our friends brother troy who also listen to us in the gym every single day 
I would not miss my one and only one number one drum roll supporter. I be double my dear, my dear, handsome brother, friends, husband. I love you, dear. Thank you for all your support and for always sharing the platform everywhere he goes. He, he said this to me. He says, listen, I share more about your podcast than I share about my podcast. <laughs> so I want to ask you all, just take a moment in your time, go over and check it out. Uh, gracious, purpose graciously reveal. And he's going to get me on this one. You know, when I say dash and I say he's going to come, he's definitely going to come after me when I miss say it. So it's purpose graciously reveal podcast with Ibrahim Double. So please go listen it out there and, and, and give him some rating when you listen. It's got some really good side stuff. Been interviewing different people of walk of life and just sharing their story. I love you, dear. And I can't wait to see what God continues to unfold in your life. May God bless you, dear. All right. Let us pray and get into this word. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us your word. Thank you so very much for the time to make announcement. And uh, for those that are like, okay, let's get to the word. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for all of it, Lord. God, your word says that the earth and the fullness of it belongs to you. Let the word of our mouth, for oh God, let everything that belongs to you in us, within us, around us, begin to praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. For those that are in the gym right now listening, for those that are on their way home in the car listening, for those that are in their home listening, for those that are at work tuning in to listen, to have a word, Lord, I pray that this word, may it reach them. May it reach all of us in this season, in this Christmas season as we celebrate your son. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. The word today. Last time we've been talking, we're in Christmas season. We're talking about the season, the reason for the season. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about uh, Santa Claus. We're talking about the Christmas light and the decoration. We're talking about, can I do it? We're talking about, is it possible? We're talking about, where did time go? It was just January yesterday, and today is already December. We're talking about election. We're talking about eviction. We're talking about the pain, the hurt, the war, the conflict. We're talking about still disease, illness, undiagnosed, diagnosed, doctors, physician, injustice, justice, all of it we're talking about. And Isaiah says, comfort my people. If you have not listened to that episode, go ahead and listen. Then it will give you a little bit of background of what we're doing and a continuation in this episode. Comfort my people, Isaiah says. Comfort them. 
and not only just comfort them, but I want them to know that I want to give them double, double. He will give you double for what? For my sins? Like he's about to, to comfort me. The Lord saw that we could not live, continue living in our sinful way. It's kind of awkward to talk about sin during Christmas time, during this holiday where everybody is cheerful and upbeat and running and excited, right? Joy, why talk about sin? Well, we're not talking about sin. I'm talking about a loving God who saw how bad and messed up sin was doing to us. Sin is not a person. Sin does not have a color. Sin does not have a shape. It's spiritual. And God saw what was happening in the spirit affecting humanity physically. The physical rim that he created placed it on earth made it and call it forth out of darkness. And yet darkness find its way back in it. Come on, somebody. Sin is not a person. Sin is not a gender. Sin is spiritual. And God saw that not only that sin has infiltrated the world he created but have found the way into the heart of men and women it has found its way into the heart of a child in a school to hold a gun it has found its way into a young woman to live promiscuously, sexually active. It has found its way and its desire and its greed and its, and its, and its passion. It has found its way into the heart of all humanity. And the Lord grieved. And it says, it cannot continue this way. And I love how Isaiah said it in Isaiah 40 that God says, comfort my people. In other words, I'm not going to blame you. I am not going to convict you. I am not going to persecute you. But what is not your fault? Our, our, our part is the choice part. God says, I will deal with that, that which is not Part of your choosing. The source of it. I'm going to deal with the original part of it. And I'm going to give a lamb. That's going to be sinless. A human. That's going to be sinless. To come. And be relatable with you. That you will be able to see how he developed this relationship with me so that you too would develop a relationship with me. 
and you shall be saved. I, I, I love that sense of God's way of thinking. It's not your fault. There's been a battle existing in the spiritual realm way before you were born. You were born into something that was deceptive, that was corrupted. You were born with a DNA. I love, he, he father say this in, in Isaiah 43. He says, I created you, Jacob, and I formed you, Israel. In other words, when I created you, Jacob, if we look a little bit of the concept of who Jacob is, Jacob was a liar, a thief, manipulator, and the list goes on. And he says, I created you that way. Did God created me a liar? Did God created me a thief? No, he did not. <laughs> what he's saying is that the element of which I pull you from, your mother's womb, your dad's sperm, combine them together, I had all something that was already corrupted to create you. But that's not the end of you. It was not just creating you. I knew there will be a time where I will begin to form you into Israel. Meaning that I will change your identity. I will change your circumstance. I will change so I will put in not just the corrupted element of your father and your mother, but I will also put in my breath the perfection, the, the healing, the power, the identity that will begin to grow along the corruption. Ooh, this is so good. Jesus said it this way in this parable. There was a master one day who decided to plant a crop. The parable is called the parable of the weed and the wheat. He said, the master planted his wheat. Big farm, beautiful, amazing wheat. And after the worker laid down the seed on the ground, this reminds me of growing up, planting peanuts. You have to clean up the, the ground, plout the ground, make rows. They used to look so good. Dark ground. And this row, this rows that we would line up and put some pocket in the ground where someone else will come and put the seed. The work, the master put all that effort into creating, into planting, into growing wheat. And I can imagine as we were growing up, when they finished the work, going back home, the cheer of who in the heat sun we are finished the heat of the day. We've planted, we've laid it on the ground. Now the waiting period begin. Anticipating, knowing that we have grown wheat, the harvest is going to come 
one day. Only to wake up, the word of God says, the next day. Well, it didn't grow the next, like within 24 hours. But when the wheat sprout came out, growing out of the ground, hallelujah, as it began to grow, they say they realize another type of what of of uh, of ground no not ground another type of a uh, of a uh, element if i can say it that way another type of flower a plant was growing alongside the wheat there were two in one little hole there were two other things there were other things growing along what they had planted and Jesus said this, it was in the night time when they, they were asleep, when the master and all his farmers were asleep, that the enemy came and planted his own seed, the corruption, the dispute, the disagreement, the unfaithfulness, the divorce, the whatever you want to call it, the thieving, the cheating, the injustice, he came and planted alongside the seed called you, me. And in that moment, they realize, they panic, the worker panic and say, listen, master, should we start picking all these things? And in the master's mind, it's like, how would you know the difference? They all look the same at this point. They all look the same. He picked your father and your mother. He picked, he chose them. He created you, Jacob. He understood there were wheat among the field. Where you were planted was not all that perfect. The thief will come in the night and cause abusive parent. The thief will come in the night will cause immorality. The thief will come in the night and cause deception. The thief will come in the night and cause corruption. The thief will come in the night and, and cause you to trust in the wrong thing, drugs and all these stuff. The thief will come to plant it in the night. And God said, I created you, Jacob. But there's coming a time where you're going to be formed into Israel. The one that I'll make a covenant with. The one that I will say, he is mine. She is mine. There will come a time where somebody will come alongside you. And speak the word, my word into you. 
and it will activate that which I have called my own. Hallelujah. That was with me, my own. And you will come to understanding. You will come to knowing, to that knowing of who I am. And you will begin this journey. In the moment you begin that journey, I will call you my own. I grew up in a very loving home. My dad, my late dad, is resting right now in peace. No more pain, no more sorrow. Both my parent. We get to joke around the house, my my house. We laugh a lot. Uh, my sis, my 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 daughter and my sons will be like, "Mom, where is your mom?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go find my mommy." <laughs> And they laugh because who's your mommy? They think they think my kid literally think that I just pop up on earth. Okay. Y'all glory be to God. <laughs> no DNA of my mama and my papa in me. <laughs> my kid thinks that I have no mom and I have no dad. I just happen to be here to help them, to escort them. I'm just their worker, whatever you want to call it. So I grew up in this family. My father, a minister, loved the Lord, work, and just the passion. My mother worked as a midwife. And uh, just their work, the way they served the Lord, I believe, created such curiosity in me. Who is this God? Who is this God that is so loving that, it, that my father and my mother would give their all to serve their DNA. And then I grew up in the environment, community-wise, in the small little village of the Democratic Republic of Congo, in this small little village, Christian surrounded. But there was brokenness. I remember growing up wondering what was wrong with me. I know God. I knew God loves me. Oh, I had no doubt about that. My parents showed me love, the love of God. But then there was a community. There was poverty. I didn't have much friends. But we all interacted. I used to play with uh, one of my sister, And I saw uh, she was a uh, handicapped. Couldn't do anything on her own. And I remember growing up at a very early age, just experiencing brokenness as I was looking around me. And then as, as life keep going, I will not say that I had a, uh, a bitter life growing up. I, I, my life was blessed. I was blessed. We had provision. We had everything. But at the early age, God had had opened my eyes to be aware of the brokenness in the world. And I was protected and shielded by my parents' love. He chose an environment for me. And I still do not understand till today. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Lord, why me? Seventh of eight, all different. And all I remember as a child is that I was loved. 
And that love that I received was special because all the other kids around me looked broken, felt like there was something missing. And I just wanted to give that God's love. My mom did not come from a perfect world. My dad did not come from a perfect world. He grew from hard working in the farm to pay his way through school. My mom lived in you will call today modern day time. Uh you will think you will call it maybe a uh, wealthy people, I guess. She was blessed, but away from her family. And I believe the loneliness of brokenness of their community, that wherever I go, this is where God says, I created you, Jacob. In the brokenness of our community, the poverty and, and, and the mixing of culture, the conflict that was going on, to come to a place where I began to see one of my sister who experienced infertility for the longest time, 21 years before she could conceive that pain. And then begin to see my experience from leaving from one home into another home into another home, not foster home, but family home, and see the abusive relationship between husband and, and wife and see how children are not loved and knowing that I came from the place where I was loved, I was cared for and beginning to see this, it began to shatter my understanding of who God is. It began to challenge. And he says, I created you that way. You're going to have these challenges in life. But I will form you into what? Into Israel. The formation of Israel is going through all these steps, going through all these challenges of life in order to become one day an ambassador of God, where you will encounter Jesus Christ, where you will make him as the Lord and Savior of your life, where faith will become activated because you see the need for me in your life. And he says, then that's where I begin to form you, Israel. You're not going to stay Jacob forever. You're not going to stay broken forever. You're not going to live with the brokenness inside of you if you allow me to form you. For I am the potter. You are the clay. Trust God. As you are listening, you may feel the knock. God is calling you to trust him in the process of forming you from brokenness to wholeness into this season. That's the hope of the season. Christmas. The birth of Jesus we're celebrating is that hope that we get to be transformed 
we get to be changed from Jacob into Israel. He's born to give us this new identity. He's born to give us hope that what we experience will not go in vain. He will pay double for it. He paid for it. He, he died for it. He was born to pay and redeem the time that you lost in suffering and in hurting, being in the community that left you, abandoned you, abused you. He is here to call you forth as Israel. To give you a new identity. You don't understand. I had to wrestle. You have to wrestle. That's the Jacob. Jacob wrestled. He says no. I don't want to continue living as Jacob. I want to be Israel. I don't. He didn't even say Israel. Huh? You know that's Genesis. Going to Genesis. Where Jacob is finally wrestling with God. So I want to challenge you in this Christmas to not just celebrate the holiday or the moment, the Hanukkah, the festivity of it. Wrestle with God as you wrestle with God and say, unless you bless me, Baba, I will not let you go. Unless you change my name, unless you change my situation, unless you change my circumstance, unless you change my children, unless you change my God, my financial account, God, I will not let you go. Wrestle with him. Jacob wrestled with him. The word of God says he wrestled with him from the night into the day. And the angel that he was wrestling with, he says, let me go. Daybreak is here. No, I ain't letting you go until you bless me. I will not let you go, God, until my circumstances change. That is what Christmas is about. That's what the holiday is about. It's about you going finally saying he was born in a manger for me. He was born into a most unlikely place just to get me out of this mess. And unless, until I see, until I see this change, I will not let you go, Baba. Jesus came for you and I to change our identity that sin has altered to restore and to give us a new name. In this Christmas, may there be a gift under the mistletoe. No, not the mistletoe. Okay, you can laugh at me. <laughs> the Christmas tree. This is just holiday season, y'all. All right, wherever. So you may not have the Christmas tree, okay? It could be at the bedside. It could be on the kitchen counter. But may you found what he says in Revelation. I will write a new name. On a white stone. Your name. May you found that white stone. This holiday. May you find. That new name. In this season. New hope. New anointing. New you. 
but do not remain the same. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for changing my name from sorrow to rejoicing, from empty to being full. Thank you, God, for changing my name. And I'm asking for anyone under the sound of my voice who get to hear this, Lord, that they will also find their name. In Jesus' name, amen. There we go. You got that silent part there? Yes, you feel it. Let's go. In the end, I was on mute. Thank you so very much, my dear friends. This is the end of our episode today, but I pray that you will get to find your new name, identity in Christ this holiday. Let us not just uh, celebrate the festivity and the Christmas and the light and everything, but wrestle with God in this season. Wrestle with Him. May God bless you. May God keep you. Remember, wherever you go, leave the imprint of God's love. Find a church. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. This is the season for it. That you may receive in your name. Thank you to all of you. And God bless.